I rebuilt something from scratch to better understand how it worked. Hey there, I'm Ian Douglas. I'm the author of the website, techinterview.guide, and I'm here to help people with career advancement and interview preparation. My live stream on Twitch covers topics such as company research, how to build resumes and cover letters, applying for the job, getting through interviews, and what to do during negotiations. I've coached thousands and thousands of people over the years to get jobs at the biggest tech companies in the industry, and I'm here to help you too. The following episode is taken from a longer live stream event and may contain interactions with other people in chat. Check out the end of the episode for more information. Let's get to it. Design yourself, uh, like a system design document of like, what are the different components? How do they communicate? Um, you know, like, like what's the communication layer? And then what are they actually communicating back and forth? Like is it JSON data or whatever? Um, but I would start documenting that out and then get someone on the team to review it and say, Hey, this is what I see. Like this system is talking to this system and this is how they're talking. Like, does that look accurate? Does that sound right? And get them to critique it and review it so that you refine that. So now your knowledge becomes clear, their knowledge gets shared, and now you've got something documented for the rest of the team to see. And so this is going to help make everybody better. That would be the first thing I would do. And then from there, you can then start to explore, okay, well, as a team, based on my experience, could we explore the idea of changing from this to this or implementing this or that, um, where you don't want to just jump in and be like, this is garbage, this is dumb, like, let's, you know, I want to do this instead. Like, you don't want to be really aggressive about it because you're new on the team. It's okay to offer ideas and advice, but you don't want to be super aggressive about it. I think it's important to be able to share open opinions and ideas, but do it in a respectful way to where you're not like stomping on toes. Maybe they had a specific reason for doing it that way. Maybe because of some other legacy code or technical debt that they had to kind of work around. There might be reasons why they had to do it in a particular way. It doesn't mean that they're closed to changing it, but there, there might be reasons. And so being able to kind of step in and say, well, what if we built a layer on top of it so that, you know, everything else from, from an external point of view, like I'm thinking like if you, if you already have an API and that API is, you know, a little janky, could we write another API layer on top of it where you're still kind of implementing the same interfaces, but it gives you the, or gives you the opportunity then to kind of refactor everything behind that. So everybody else hitting that API still sees the same interface. So that doesn't change but how that actually happens behind that can change. Um, that, could be, that could be one way to approach it. Now that does make more work and there's an extra layer now of communication and latencies and whatever. So you will have to kind of uh, talk to the team about what, what the implication of that is, but say, you know, it's a temporary thing. It's only gonna be for a couple of months. And then once we rewrite this thing, it'll be better. But you should feel comfortable enough on the team to be able to start offering those ideas. But again, you don't want to come across too aggressive of like, oh, this is garbage. We need to change this. Or like, you know, this is dumb. Why are we doing it this way? You don't want to, you don't want to step on people's toes. You need, do need to be a little bit diplomatic about it. And I think just being really open and honest and say, hey, from my experience, we did it this way at a previous job and we found a 10% increase in blah, blah, blah. Um, I think that that's an important way to sort of communicate with the team and, and show them the value of it and not just, hey, we should do it this way. Like explain why, like why, why have you done it that way in the past? How did it make it better? If it's some just new technology that's coming out and you want to go explore some new technology, that might be a little bit different. When I worked at SendGrid, we got big enough to the point where we had like an, a technology advisory team where if you wanted to do something in a different language, a different framework, or some other different technology that the company didn't already use, 
you basically had to go and pitch them on the idea of like, this is what we want to do. This is why this is the benefit that we that we could see. Here's a prototype project that I built that can kind of show and then sort of sell them on the idea. And then they would make a decision of like, yeah, we can try this next project in that other technology. Not every company is going to be big enough for that kind of bureaucracy. But some companies are going to really hold and say, no, you have to use this language. You have to use this framework. Um, and so that may not be able to change, but how you build out that code could change. And so um, I would say like make, make suggestions over time, but don't bombard them. Don't be like, here's a hundred things that I think need to change about this code. Just be like, here's some low hanging fruit that I think we could change and make an impact in this way or that way. And just be really upfront about what the impact is going to be. Like, hey, if we change, you know, this test in this way, it's going to speed it up. Or if we change this configuration thing, these tests are going to run much faster. Like everybody's going to love that. It's like, yeah, we'd love for those tests to run faster. When I worked at SendGrid, our test suite took 45 minutes to run until we figured out how to actually properly get them working in parallel with enough mocking and stubbing to where it didn't actually rely on like real database connections um, and, and database pollution and things like that. And we got it down to like 15 minutes instead of 45. So instead of taking a lunch break, we took a ping pong break instead. It's like, let's go play a couple of games of ping pong and then we'll come back and everything will be done instead of like, let's go out for lunch and it'll be done when we get back. Um, that actually slowed down our process a lot more. Um, and so those kinds of optimizations will help. But if it's just like, hey, if we change this algorithm from this to that, um, being able to share that that uh, that impact, I think is going to sell them on it a little bit more. And then as they start to trust your uh, input and your advice, you'll find that they're going to start coming to you and say, hey, you know, all that other advice you gave was really good. Can you take a look at this and see what you what you would think? Um, you may get approached that way. But I would I would start really small and just say like, hey, here's some small things that we could probably gradually improve. Or if it's something about a process, you should feel open enough on a team to start making those suggestions. But don't just kick down the door and be like, here's a thousand things that, you know, I hate about this code base. You got to be, you got to be, uh, you know, a teammate about it and, and communicate well about it. Hopefully that's the kind of the theme of what you're looking for there, uh, Dota. Um, see what else I missed. That's the one. What do I do when I start a new team? If there's something that I like to learn, but try to build my own version of it, ignore all difficult issues and focus on the gist. So at my previous work, a core component was the event routing library. So I built a routing library from scratch. After that, I was kind of the expert on the existing routing library. That's a great idea, Fool. Um, if that, that's how you pronounce your name, Fool Snable. Um, that's that's a really good way of, of like really understanding how something works. Now, you're not always going to have the time to go in and like rebuild something from scratch. Um, but I think if you can do that at a smaller scale and say, hey, I, w I really wanted to learn how this thing worked. And so I'm going to go like try to reproduce it myself and then kind of compare like this is how I did it and this is how they did it. And these are the pros and cons. Like does one use more memory? Does one use more CPU? These are pros and cons that we weigh all the time as developers, like time complexity and space complexity kind of stuff. Even though we don't really actively sit down as a team and go, well, this algorithm is like n log n times blah, blah, blah. We don't really analyze things that way usually. Um, but if you can take a look at, at a particular piece of code and say, hey, if we re-implement this way, it's going to use a little bit less memory, like throw a profiler on there see what the memory usage actually is, see what the timings actually are for like running different bits of code um, and say like, hey, 
apples to apples running on the same hardware you know we saw this kind of performance gain um, and then say like should we change it to this other way of doing it maybe it uses a little more memory maybe it uses less memory but a little more cpu time like what can we sort of spend from an expense point of view like when we say an algorithm is expensive um, these are trade-offs that we make and so being able to actually profile that with actual tooling and so you don't just say oh yeah it feels faster um, like you need to actually go measure it and say, oh yeah, that's actually 5% faster or 25% faster, but it's using 30% more memory. Well, if you're on a server where you've got tons of extra memory, maybe you can allow for that. Um, but if you're already kind of capping out on your memory use on that server or instance or whatever, like wherever you're hosting it, maybe you don't have the ability to use increased memory. And so maybe we need to do something where we increase the, the time so that we can actually reduce the memory footprint so that we could have other things use other memory later on. Um, these are all considerations that we make as far as system design goes. A good uh, real world example of that is like power, uh, power companies, for example. Um, if a power company wants to expand into, into a new neighborhood, they can only generate so much electricity. And so they have to get all the other neighborhoods to lower their usage a little bit. And so they've got the capacity to like bring on another neighborhood because they can only increase by like certain percentages and whatever. There's regulations, but there's also limitations on how much energy you can actually create and produce. Um, and so they're in order to get a new neighborhood online, they have to get everybody else to lower their usage a little bit. Or if there's some new mall or hospital or something that they're trying to build, they need to get everyone else in that area to kind of lower their usage a little bit so that they can, you know, that they've got the capacity then for that other thing. And it's the same kind of thing in system design. You've only got so much CPU, you've only got so much RAM. And so how do we build all these things to work well? Maybe we need to lower the CPU usage over on this, these couple of processes so that we've got more CPU time for this other thing that we need to have a little more CPU capacity to where we're not like, you know, buying all new servers and provisioning all new things. And suddenly we're increasing our costs, you know, quite a lot. Um, it would be it would be akin to like a power company like uh, we got to build a whole new power plant now like we've literally met like the physical physics capacity of like generating electricity now we have to go build another whole power plant it's expensive um, not not at the same scale of like just you know building up new servers but same kind of concept same kind of idea um, that's that's my take on that um, so yeah you can certainly like reproduce things and say like how could we you know, examine these algorithms and, and uh, play around a little bit with that. Um, Fool says, at my current work, uh, I did the same for a GraphQL component that's central to us. Now I'm the, I'm the one that the original dev consults for advice on what to do. That's cool. And, and so that's a good way of sharing that knowledge. So share it with them, but like share it with other people on the team, but also share the experience with the team too. Like, hey, you know, I wasn't sure how this thing worked. So I went in and rebuilt it and now we're doing it that way instead. Like, we as a team are open to that kind of thing. And so if you spot something else where you see something that could be done more efficiently, tell the rest of us. We absolutely are okay with that. Sorry for bumping the, the desk and the camera there. As, as a team, you need to show that we're open to that kind of thing. We're open to change. We're open to those kinds of things. That's important as a team to know that they've got the ability to come in and approach you and talk about those kinds of things. Um, that that's what's making the team better and kind of going back to a question that we answered earlier on the stream how do you keep people engaged that's how you keep people engaged you let them know like hey you can go explore these things and we're we're open to making changes for this and that like maybe we're not open to like changing the language or changing the you know the major version of a language yet 
you know, maybe there are limitations there that, that have to be met for the time being, but down the road, we certainly want to explore those too. But if you see something that we could do a little bit better, we're open to that. That's absolutely vital on the team. That's how you're going to keep people engaged. And as a manager, that would be something like where I would say like, hey, I saw what you did with that GraphQL thing. That's amazing. Are there other areas of software that, that you want to explore and do that as well? Or have you heard anyone else on the team talk about like, oh, I wish I could rebuild like this whole section or whatever. Like maybe we need to start allocating time for that if there's like some you know technical debt as we call it that we need to kind of clean up that's going to make the team more efficient or better in some way to do some other thing that's my job as the managers to to, to make those opportunities available yeah thanks for checking that out i hope that you found it helpful i always appreciate feedback so please let me know what you think i appreciate any subscriptions so please tell your friends and colleagues about it as well check out the website techinterview.guide for more information about when i'm live streaming and all of my free content Drop by a live stream anytime to ask questions or message me privately, whatever makes you most comfortable. See you next time.